Welcome in. You're listening to BMR Access, your Bill McAnally Racing Team podcast. I'm Anthony Alejandrez. In 2014, the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West visited Colorado National Speedway, and Colorado racer Chris Eggleston made his first start behind the wheel of the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota Camry for Bill McAnally Racing. In front of that hometown crowd, Chris Eggleston led 107 of 150 laps and captured victory in Colorado. The next year, Chris went full-time with BMR and won the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Championship. In his three years with BMR, he picked up nine race wins, five pole awards, in addition to that 2015 Series Championship. This year, Chris Eggleston is racing part-time in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series for the DGR Crosley team in their number 17 and 54 Toyota Tundras. His truck series season began out at Charlotte Motor Speedway back in May, and he's appeared in other select truck races throughout the 2018 season, including the upcoming race out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway the day following the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West race out at the Las Vegas Dirt Track. And stay tuned because Chris Eggleston joins us next here on BMR Access. This segment is brought to you by BMR Napa Auto Care Centers. BMR Napa Auto Care is a quality independent repair business with the best reputation in the community. Consumers consistently select BMR Napa Auto Care because of the trust and confidence they have in Napa quality parts and Napa Auto Care's commitment to excellence and best-in-class service. Taking care of your car is an important part of protecting your investment and protecting your family. 916-676-0010 or online at bmrnapa.com. Two locations, Roseville and Antelope, and both will deliver to you the same great BMR service. That's BMR Napa Auto Care. Championship service for a championship team. This is Eric Holmes, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Nice enough to join us now on BMR Access, former driver of the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota Camry, 2015 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West Champion Chris Eggleston joins the show. Chris, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Good to, good to hear from you, Anthony. Haven't talked to you in a while. And, uh, yeah, man, hearing some of that stuff, it reminisce already. I kind of forget some of those stats. And, uh, man, yeah, good, good, to, good, to, good to be back on your show. Well, Chris, I first want to start out by congratulating you and your wife, Katie, on the recent birth of your son, Tanner. Congratulations. Really happy for you and your family. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Uh, whew, that was definitely God's best gift. Never knew how much you can love somebody like uh, like your own son, and beyond that, how much freaking work they are. Holy <laughs> cow! You know, parents tell you like, beware, you're gonna lose some sleep, and and it's a lot of work. But oh my goodness, it's uh, it life life changer is an understatement, but it's definitely for the good. And my wife Katie and I have have had a lot of fun with Tanner so far. Um, he's uh, just over three weeks old, and man, he, he's learned and gotten so much bigger as, as each day has come and gone. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm thrilled for you guys. And your son is truly blessed to be raised by good parents and lucky enough to uh, to have some of the earliest memories of his life. They'll be, you know, at the racetrack and with his family. Can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, you can't. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to go to Vegas for our basically last truck race of the year. And I'm really looking forward to taking Tanner to the racetrack, even though at a young age, he's going to hang out in the motorhome for a while. And um, not that he'll ever remember this, but maybe we can get some pictures together and just create some of those, you know, long lasting memories of him going to, you know, dad's first truck race with, you know, as, as he was born and, uh, just kind of looking forward to that. And, 
any future races to come. I think we're going to run a, a big super late model race here later this year. He's already got to come out to Colorado National Speedway for a couple of races and, you know, meet all all the people that um, I've, I've kind of grown around at the racetrack who I call my extended family, and they've welcomed him to the racetrack with open arms, and it's been a lot of fun bringing him around the racetrack. And he, uh, although just su- such a, at such a young age with his tiny little earmuffs, every time a car fires up, he, he gets a little smirk and a smile on his face. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because that's, that's going to be a, a big hurt in daddy's pocketbook if he ends up liking racing. But if that's what he enjoys and wants to do when he grows up, you know, I'm going to support him as much as, much as I can and try to try to share and fulfill all the happiness that I, I shared in racing with him as well. Well, you mentioned just a moment ago you've been racing in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this season. You're running at Vegas here pretty soon. Been driving for DGR Crosley part-time in the trucks this season. Seen you in the 54 truck, seen you in the 17. And uh, you'd been out of the trucks for a little while going into this season. So how great has it been to get the opportunity now to get back behind the wheel and run multiple races? It's been a blast, and it's been a blessing just working with uh, David and and all the guys over at DGR Crosley, um, you know, I've got to know, you know, the Gil Lins and Chris Lawson and all those guys over the last couple of years being teammates with Todd over at Bill McAnally Racing. And so I feel like that helped um, just because that relationship was already established and going to the racetrack each week and week out. Um, you know, there there's always familiar faces and it wasn't, you know, learning to get along with new people or anything like that. And, and those guys over at DGR Crosley, they're such smart people. And even though this is their first season in the truck series, they, they act like they're veterans and they're so professional. And the speed that that team has had um, with me driving or without with other drivers um, has been really, really good. And I feel like I couldn't have partnered up with a better team for, you know, the limited truck races that we're running with all the great help from Globe, Fire Sprinkler, and Blaze Master Fire Protection. Just um, really humbled to have the opportunity to just to race a few races. And it's been a blast um, racing some of these mile and a half tracks. It's, um, I've had to go back to school a lot because the arrow is so much different from when I remember racing the trucks. Just the way the the new configuration of the nose and the splitters are just so much different than when I raced. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had really good single truck speed. Um, we struggle a little bit, like I said, in traffic and in the draft. And um, I would say a lot of it probably has to do with my driving. Um, I just got to learn to deal with some of that stuff. But nevertheless, been really pleased. Um, I think we've had a lot better speed than our last two finishes, uh, Texas, I think we we're top of the charts in practice qualified really well and just struggled for whatever, whatever it may be. Um, like I said, in traffic in Kentucky, I felt really comfortable and we were really good and fast. And then, um, as the sun went down, we kind of missed the setup a little bit, just got really, really free and thought we were going to catch a lucky break. Um, came in and took two tires and the, and the truck tank. I felt like we we're running just as equal speed as the leaders and however we stayed out on a pit stop just to try to gain track position didn't catch that caution like we had hoped to and ended up you know pitting under green and going a lap down so um really looking forward to going into vegas i've never been there but it looks like a blast really looking forward to capitalizing on a good finish i know the guys are going to bring you know really good speed and a really good uh toyota tundra um this truck that we're bringing to vegas is new to me um it's one that they put a lot of work in and massaged a lot so i'm really looking forward to getting back you know, back behind the wheel and hopefully we can run up front. One thing that's interesting about your schedule this year is that you're running all mile and a half tracks. And I think to the fans, we look at these mile and a halfs and they all look quite similar. And I think everyone assumes they race about the same, but you're behind the wheel at each of these places. Just how different are places like Charlotte, Texas, and Kentucky? Yeah, they are actually a ton different. Um, You know, a lot of guys ask me why I, 
why we decided to go to some of these mile and a half and all mile and a half. And mainly they're just bucket list tracks and bucket list tracks that I want to gain experience on and um, places that I've always looked forward to running. You know, Charlotte is, is really bad fast. I mean, just with the banking and, and everything like that, turn force tight, um, high grip. It, it's just super, super fast. Texas, a little bit wider, wide open. Um, I would say maybe a little less methodical. Um, Kentucky, however, I would say one and two is similar to like your Texas, but entering into three at Kentucky is like unlike any other place. It's so flat, um, low grip. You're on the edge of your seat getting into three, just trying to tiptoe into there and catch it. Um, makes for a really fun racing. Um, I don't know why, but whatever the reason may be, some of those flatter tracks, low grip, just suits my driving style. And it, it kind of showed in the truck series. We were really good uh, into three and through three and four, and that's where we gained most of our time. And um, even though it's the toughest part of the track, we, we felt like we were really successful over there. Um, going into Vegas, I obviously not being there, um, trying to do as much eye racing as I can to get as applicable to the racetrack as I can and, and learn as much as I can. Um, but it really helps working with these guys at DGR Crosley. They've got a lot of good intel and info. They got a lot of good data. Uh, David's been really good as like a driver coach, just helping me out as much as I can. And then having Bono over there and Chris Lawson, uh, making the calls and, you know, making these trucks as fast as I can. It, it really helps me as a driver. Not really. I mean, I'm not a rookie by no means, but I'm certainly not a veteran and, um, I still got a lot to learn and, uh, we'll take all that information and try to make the most of it. Now, back in 2016, you guys had a pretty big team at Bill McAnally Racing, and next weekend in Las Vegas, you and two of your teammates from that season will be racing against each other here in the Truck Series. You got Riley Herbst and Todd Gilliland over at KBM next week, while you'll be in your DGR Crosley Tundra. It's not exactly a reunion, but you'll be seeing and racing against your former teammates out there. Is that something you look forward to? It is. Um, it is kind of like a BMR reunion, and and I kind of look back to that season. I feel like that was like the BMR dream team at one point. Um, just, you know, having Todd over there and Riley and, and just had a lot of good results and finishes and memories over there. And then um, racing with Todd when I can on a limited basis in the truck series, it's a lot of fun, you know, hanging out with Todd on the sidelines it, throughout the pits and racing against him in the racetrack. And now we're throwing Riley in the mix, um, his hometown being Vegas. I know he's really excited to race in Vegas. Um, it'll be a lot of fun, you know, just, uh, a little bit bigger racetracks and a truck instead of a car. And other than that, it'll be just, just like old days, I guess. And now in addition to your truck series schedule this season, you've also continued racing at your home track, Colorado national speedway. You got your super late model races, your legends car. Tell us about how that's been going. Yeah, it has been really good. You know, I promised my wife that I would try to cut back my racing schedule. Um, and I promised her that for probably four years, five years now. And I've been kind of unsuccessful at that. And this is the first year that we kind of, pull the reins back a little bit and, and, and not worried about running 30, 40 races a year, like we've been doing. And, um, it, it's been nice, but every time we go to the racetrack, I, man, it reminds me how much I love and enjoy racing. And, um, just having our family owned and operated late model and legend team has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think we've ran the late model five times and we've won three races, finished second once and, and fifth in another. So it's been a really good, successful, super late model season. And, um, we're looking forward to the challenge cup, which is, Colorado's biggest race first week of October and I think two weeks after that as long as we come out of there unscathed we're going to try to go compete down in Las Vegas at the Bullring at the Fall Classic and see how we can compete out there um the Legend Car man those things are so fun they're such a blast to drive um believe it or not we have been winless this year in the Legend Series one of my good friends Kyle Clegg 
He's been dominating the Legend Series. He's been super quick. We've done everything we can to keep up with him and finish second to him. What feels like 100 times and, and just on his bumper. Um, been a blast racing those things. Um, and um, we're kind of pondering the idea. There's a chance that we may go down to the Legend Nationals in Vegas the week after the Fall Classic. So uh, I haven't been to the Legend Nationals in a really long time, but looking forward to that. Well, before we get into your time with BMR, I, I have to ask about a race you took part in back in 2011 because as a short track racer, I'm sure just being part of this race was a big deal to you. But to add to that, you went out and won the race. It was the 2011 Super Late Model race out at North Wilkesboro, historic short track, 77 drivers into the race, and you took the win that weekend. Tell me about that race. That weekend was so crazy, um, and even leading up to it, I, I will never forget the day I got the call from Butch Miller, who was the crew chief over at SS Greenlight Racing. I swear it was only like two and a half weeks before the race. They were, The team wasn't even planning on racing that race, and the Butch called me, and I was at work, and um, I was actually out at lunch, and he asked if I had any interest racing this race, and to be honest with you, I didn't even know much about it. I had heard about it, but obviously had no interest in going to it um, with our own stuff because it was so far away. And um, at the last minute, we put the, put the deal together and decided to go run it, not really having any high expectations, just knowing all the big names that were out there, you know, Ross Kenseth, Daniel Hemrick, um, Bubba Pollard. I mean, there's just so many big names that, that went out there and raced that race um, who had, you know, quite a bit bigger resume than I did. Um, we go out there, we qualify, I think 12th, uh, the last position to lock us into the feature without running heat races. 300 lap race it gets rained out on saturday we end up running it sunday um i'll never forget the first time we took the lead on that race my spotter come over to the radio and says you know something to the effect the 08 chris eggleston to the lead type deal and at that point it hit me like we've got a race car that we can win this thing with and um i remember the last stage we fired off not so good bubba pollard went by us and i think we rode around in third or so and, man, our car came alive so well there at the end. And I remember Bubba got caught in a little bit of lap traffic. We were able to roll by him on the outside and, and pull away from him a little bit. And when we won that race, I, I don't really think I understood uh, how big that race was um, until days after, honestly, even weeks and months after. It was it was so cool learning all the history of North Wilkesboro and just being able to race that race, being the last race there. Uh, it's such a cool place. And, man, what a – how cool it would be to, you know, for them to reopen that place and race there again one day, hopefully. Um, but man, what, what a fun race weekend. It's a weekend I'll never forget. That's for sure. And now moving on to your time with BMR, specifically where it all began, it was 2014 at your home track, Colorado national speedway, your first start with BMR, you dominate and you win the race. How did this deal come together that put you behind the wheel of the 99 Napa filters car in the first place? And could you have ever imagined that race turning out quite as perfectly as it did? Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it was one of those things where I've always wanted to race in the K&N race because, you know, knowing that they come to Colorado each and every year, um, I, I knew I'd wanted to race that race for a long time. And, you know, one day I was sitting at my desk at work and just decided to pick up the phone and give Bill Bill a call. And um, he had called me back, I think, the same day or the next day, and we got talking and we were able to put a deal together for a one-race deal. And um, to be honest with you, again, I, I didn't have the expectations to go out there and win the race, but to be as competitive as we were and, and to have the performance that we did, it was, it was really cool. And I don't think we would have got our foot in the door with Bill if, if we wouldn't have had the success and finish that we did. And man, to be able to turn that opportunity into 2015 and come out with a championship, which then led to two more seasons was really cool and humbling. Um, and beyond that, the friendship I've, I got to develop with Bill himself and, 
everybody over there at BMR. It was it was really cool. Um, I'll never forget all those guys and all the hard work that they put in over there on all those race cars. And it's just really cool all the support that Bill has with Napa Napa Auto Parts, Napa Filters, um, and everybody in the Napa family. Um, it's it's really cool what he has built over there as as like I like to call an empire. And you know we got to share that with Todd and his success and. Now it kind of got passed on to Derek and uh, Cole and Haley over there who are doing a really good job over there. And, uh, man, it's just really cool to be part of that history of that team and, and have some of those memories over there. And on to the 2015 season. You mentioned it, your, your full time with BMR. We, uh, we know how great that season turned out, and you got out of the gate really strong. You win early races in the season at Irwindale and Chasta Speedway. But being that it was still your, your first full-time season, you're visiting many of these tracks for the first time, were you expecting more of an uphill battle than it had really turned out to be at that point? Yeah, I don't, I, same thing. I didn't really have big expectations going into that season either. You know, my goal was to win races, but I didn't know if we could, if we had the ability to be a championship caliber team in, in our rookie K&N season. Um, There's a lot of good drivers and it was, it was certainly a battle to the end, obviously between me, Noah, Ryan, and, and Grayson was even in there. Um, and the last few races, um, you know, it just, it was tooth and nail back and forth. I felt like be, between Noah and I, and then going into that last lap in Phoenix where <laughs> Noah made contact with us and, and I didn't know if we were wrecking or, or if we were going to come out of there with the championship or not. I mean, that, it was definitely a, an emotion, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and when we got to stand in victory lane with that championship trophy with Bill and all the guys at Napa and Napa filters, um, I remember that day like it was yesterday and the emotions that go with it and being able to sh- share that with my wife, Katie and my family. Um, it was really, really cool. I had a lot of friends and family there since it was so close to home in Colorado. Um, yeah, a day I'll never forget. And, uh, I'll cherish that one for, for the rest of my life. I remember sitting by the start finish line in that race and seeing the contact going into turn three and really not knowing for sure if you'd made it out until you had gotten to the start finish line and at that point, just with, uh, you mentioned, you know, four drivers total in contention for the title. At that point, I wasn't totally clear on if you had still won the championship or not. Was uh, What was that like for you? Did you cross the line knowing that you'd stayed ahead of these guys? Or was that in the back of your mind as well, once you'd made it clear of the wreck? Yeah, I had no idea. Um, honestly, I was so baffled with the contact and us wrecking. And I didn't even know where anybody was at you know, in relationship to where we were at. And honestly, we took our cool down lap after and almost, the radio was almost silent because I don't even think our spotter, anybody on our team really knew. And I think they, they awaited the official word from NASCAR to come through over race control. And once, once they did, they pa- passed that information on to me. And it was just more of a sigh of relief, you know, knowing that we kind of went into the white flag, um, knowing that we had the championship lead at that point. And it was just a huge sigh of relief to get that championship and build another championship um, for everything he had done for me and the opportunity for us to just deliver that back to him and share that with his team and have that championship trophy over at BMR. Um, it was really cool to share that with all those guys and be a part of it and knowing that, man, to win a championship, our Canaan rookie season, um, it, it was super humbling and, and really cool. I think one of the coolest things about winning a regional NASCAR championship is getting to take part in the Night of Champions at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. And after your 2015 title, you get to go to the Hall. You're honored alongside the champions of the K&N East Series, Canadian Tire Series, and the NASCAR Mexico Series. And to get your see, uh, or to get to see your own car in the Hall of Fame, how cool was that experience? 
the best way I can explain it is like Cinderella going to her first dance um, at the ball, um, not knowing what to expect. I'd never been to one of those. Um, people talk about it, but until you go and experience it, it's it's surreal. Um, you know, as, as things are organizing and, and getting up to it, people are calling you, telling you, hey, this is what time you're going to get picked up. And, and you're thinking to yourself, like, wait, I don't need a rental car. You're going to pick me up. What? You know, they're giving you the suite at a hotel. They take you go-kart racing where William Byron and myself had, like, the battle of our lives. Um, the wives are getting massages. I mean, they treat you like royalty when you win one of those things. And it's it's so unbelievably cool. And uh, something I did, had no idea happened when you won one of those. And um, it's a ton of fun. And like you said, that banquet, they, they do it right. It's huge. There's so many people. Um, I think they have, like, Speed 51, NASCAR home tracks. MRN radio, so much media there, you know, between the red carpet and then seeing our championship number 99 Napa filters, Toyota sitting there, uh, in the banquet hall and also the hall of fame and getting some pictures with, with that. Um, just being part of that history. It's really cool. I still get to this day, a lot of friends that go and visit North Carolina and they visit the hall of fame and, and they all send me pictures of my placard up in the hall of fame and they think how cool it is. And they always Snapchat me and send me pictures of it. And it just kind of reminds me, man, like, what a big deal that was and how cool it was to win that. And uh, so glad we didn't let it slip through our fingers and, and we, could, we could have that, you know, uh, that big trophy in our trophy case. During your time with BMR, you won at your home track, Colorado National Speedway, three out of the four times you raced there. You're the all-time wins leader now in K&N West of Colorado. What does that mean to you? That's pretty cool. Um, you know, going into each week, NASCAR Home Tracks publishes, you know, those win leaders and, um I never thought my name would be a top of that list, especially only having four rate, four starts at a place like Colorado. But having as many laps as we have there, it, it's really cool to share all those wins with the hometown fans. Man, they go nuts and crazy every time we won that race. And, and to have their support, it's it's really awesome. And I wouldn't want to be a win leader if I had to choose any. I uh, wouldn't want that anywhere else besides Colorado. It's really fun. Um, I would assume it's only a matter of time before you know somebody possibly breaks that. But um you know, maybe to capitalize on that, maybe one day in the future, Bill and I will put another race together at Colorado and, and try to go uh, protect that win, win record someday, and uh, you never know. Well, let's talk about that final season with BMR, a season filled with many wins, some crazy battles with your teammate Todd Gilliland, and unfortunately some really tough luck at times on your way to a second-place finish in points. What stands out to you looking back on the 2017 season? Yeah, it's tough. Um, you're right. I mean, it was it was a lot of ups and downs, and, you know, a lot of the things I remember are the tough battles with Todd because we battled tooth and nail first and second weekend and week out. But I'll certainly remember a lot of the weekends where we came out on top, like Colorado and Evergreen um, and some of those wins like that. Um, I remember so I wanted to win at Evergreen so bad. It was one of my favorite racetracks. And I remember we unloaded out, you know, out there in our last uh, K&N season so fast. And we were able to set on the pole and we led most of the laps. And I was like, man, this is our race to lose. Um, and it was just so cool to win out at Evergreen like that and then go into Roseville. Um, uh, and then I, I'm sorry, Kern, uh, with a chance at the championship, right? I mean, one of the races that stands in my head, the back of my mind, um, is Meridian. I felt like that was a make or break race where I got caught jumping the start to teammate Derek Krause. We, we came across the start finish line technically as a winner and they penalized us. And, and at the end of the day, it, it killed us in the point. Uh, we go into Kern, we lead a ton of laps at Kern and end up getting a flat tire while leading the race, running over debris. Whereas if 
maybe if we would have actually won Meridian or finished second and gotten those points, we could have been a little more conservative. Maybe not ran over that debris if we were leading. Maybe we were conservative in Kern, running second or so, and had a bit, a little bit of a cushion. Um, so it was kind of a tough one to swallow to lose the championship like that because we were just so fast. Even after getting that tire replaced, um, to come all the way back and basically run up to third on the racetrack, a lap down. I know we had a car in condition to win, and knowing that we had struggled a little bit at places like Kern, um, wish we could have got got that last win out there and, and try to contend with Todd with that championship. But nevertheless, it was a lot of fun. It was certainly better than the year before because although we had some bad luck um, in 2017, 2016 was terrible for luck. You know, two DNFs. I think we went through three motors at Salt Lake. Um, I think that was the year at Roseburg where Todd and I both wrecked, running one, two, spinning. Um, you know, there's just a lot of issues that happened that caused us to have a lot of bad luck. And it was just a bad season overall. Um, and I honestly thought that was my last season, but Bill was nice enough to invite me back for 2017. And I feel like we kind of redeemed ourselves with the success that we had and being able to finish second one, two with BMR. Um, certainly wish we could have capitalized on our second championship, but, uh, came up just short. Well, Chris, you finished your time with BMR with nine race victories and a 2015 series championship. So pretty, uh, pretty good relationship there between you and BMR, uh, and you behind the wheel, the number 99 Napa filters, Toyota. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Bill and I, we still talk all the time and, uh, I'll, uh, be forever grateful for our relationship and everything Bill's done for me and his whole team. And, um, you know, like I said, maybe we'll, we'll work something out and make, do a race here in the future, whether it's at Colorado or, or another race. Um, but yeah, Bill, Bill's a really good guy. He, he's very successful at what he does and it shows with his performances and all those wins and championship banners in his shop and, uh, just super cool to be a part of that history. Well, Chris, once more, congratulations on the birth of your son. All the best to you and your family, and best of luck to you out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Anthony. Hey, this is Peyton Sellers, and you're listening to Bill McAnally Access Racing Show. That was Chris Eggleston driving for DGR Crosley in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this season. Big thank you to former driver of the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota Camry for joining BMR Access today. Very successful three-year run he had with BMR. Nine total race wins, five pole awards, one championship runner-up in 2017, and of course winner of the 2015 NASCAR k Pro Series West Championship. Make sure and keep up with all of our recent episodes of the show on all of these great podcast sites and audio apps. Tune in Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, as well as iTunes Podcast. Give Bill McAnally Racing a follow on any of those apps, and you'll see all of our new and archived episodes of the show. This is episode 5 of the 2018 season, so you can check out our first four episodes if you haven't just yet. Derek Krause joined us on the first show, Todd Gilliland appeared in episode 2, Brandon McReynolds joined us in episode 3, and Brendan Gaughan was our guest in episode 4. And of course, stay tuned for more upcoming BMR Access episodes and interviews. Thanks to our featured guest once more, Chris Eggleston. Thank you for joining us and making the show part of your day. I'm Anthony Alejandrez. This has been BMR Access. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 